Hello there. I have even a theme song. That's that's how far I'm going. I turned on my phone and I just turned it off. But I should kind of keep it going, right? Well, I was thinking you could also do this. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Oh, see, you fa- you bring it down, you fade it out. <laughs> fade it out for you. That's right. Welcome to the very first podcast of Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. This is like a spinoff of the Comedy Couch. It's like the Rhoda to the Mary Tyler Moore. You're the so the Rhoda. I, I love I that. I guess I am. That's I wanted adorable. to keep it going. My very first guest for this very fir- first podcast is Jackie Clark. She is uh, a performer and she's also a writer. She's worked on shows like Happy Endings and The Big Gay Sketch Show and uh, Undateable, which mm-hmm. is going to air this summer. And she and I met when we were co-hosting Radio with a Twist. And you were in New York at the time. I was in New York. You were in L.A. Then you moved out here and made. But do you remember when I know? Do you remember when we first met and I was like visiting L.A. Yes, you were doing Showgirls the mm-hmm. thing, and we went. We met at a coffee bean. We did. And then I ended up coming to see your show that night. Yes, and we fell in love somewhere between the coffee bean. Is that what happened yes. on the one hundred and one? On the one hundred and one, where the best love affairs happened That's, on the one hundred and one. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Now I'm in your house in Pasadena I'm remote uh that's part of what's gonna be part of Dennis anyone and um or maybe I should say it like a question Dennis Dennis anyone Anyone? I don't know I I love the name do you Mm -hmm. I think I I everyone I've ran it by kind of like is a little eye rolly and then they kind of like like oh I like it it. it's fine but I also remember when we went and saw Follies and (laughs) yes like the people that we were with were kind of like I don't know it's kind of cheesy and you and I were like it is so moving and important and earnest and we were just so like yeah. we're that we're, we're those, those people, people. <laughs> well, and I'm not gonna it was Tony and Penelope that yeah. we were at Tony, you they know. were just what, what was the guy they I, were they had like fourth row seats and we were in the balcony we were in the balcony because I probably got it on gold star and you it was, 100% got it on gold star <laughs> and it was so cheap and the idea was we we're gonna meet in the middle and yeah. just compare notes and, and you and I were like practically weeping with oh, like... we had like wet eyes. It was a hundred percent. We were like, "This is so important. I'm so glad I get to share this with you." And then those two are like, "Oh uh, God!" Could be Just... a little. Could he be a little hammier? And what about those shoes? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, "It's Elaine Page. Shut up!" Like... Yeah. So that's who we are. Yeah, and, um, we're the earnest ones. We are the earnest ones. And in the time since then, and in the last few months, you had a big change in your life. I had a baby. <laughs> That's and a huge change. And I just change. met baby Hugo. Baby Hugo. Adorable. He's pretty cute. He's got your eyes. Blue, he does. Blue eyes. He has very blue eyes. And we think they're going to stay blue. Yeah? Because yeah. sometimes they just, They change. They yeah, decide. they started off really dark, almost black, and then they lightened up to blue. And so we're thinking that they'll stay blue, but who knows? But yeah, I'm a mom now, which is a completely, totally different, cool experience. What surprised you about it? Um, how patient I like, not that I'm like, oh, I'm the most, I thought I would lose patience and like sort of how, sort of how this will sound so like what, but it's kind of how don't, it's not, I don't say this in a goopy way, like a Gwen Paltrow way, but how easy it is. Like just how, like, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm also like not one of those people that's like, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do like it's not that hard (laughs) (laughs) it's not that hard if he's screaming you've got a few options you know and he's either gonna stop or he's not like my husband and i would always joke because people would be like get ready for it you know you're not going out to dinner anymore and you're gonna not sleep and yeah. All these things. Say goodbye to Follies at the yeah, Amundsen. exactly. And we're like, I think it'll be fine. I think yeah. it'll be fine. But we we planned on doing, after we had Hugo, was to say, because um, everyone's like, oh, it's so hard, but so rewarding. 
is that we were going to tell people, ugh, it's so easy, but not rewarding at yeah. all. I do not like this kid. I don't know where the payoff is. <laughs> yeah, where's the payoff of this child that you've created? Yeah. Now, has it made you more patient in other areas of your life? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. Oh, that's no. good. Okay. No, no, so it's no, not no. I'm still... Like... Yeah. No, okay. no, no. I don't think I'm... I think I'm very... Well, it's also like, to me, I'm like, he's a baby. He's supposed to be doing these things. Yeah. Like, if my husband were doing them, I'd be like, you're not a baby. You're not supposed to be doing those things. Right. You know, so... But we're still, like, I mean, he's only seven weeks, so we're still early. Like, yeah. people that have kids that are listening to this are probably like, woman, you're going to just, just you do wait. wait. Just do wait. But at the moment, it's pretty, it's relatively chill. We have good days and bad yeah. days. And Have you had any of those moments where you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm that bomb, that person? That's more something that happens when they're a little older. I think a little older. I think yeah. that once a bumper sticker goes on my car, that's like, <laughs> I'm driving around an honor student. Like, yeah. you can punch me. Like, that, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I know people that are afraid to get a mom car, even though they want to be mothers. Yes. I understand that, though. That they don't want to pre present that to the world. Oh, completely. A CRV means you have a C-section scar. <laughs> like, a hundred percent. I think that's what it stands for. <laughs> like, I know somebody that w wants to have kids, will have some kind of SUV thing, but yeah. a, but a minivan? Out of the question. A minivan is pretty gross. Yeah, it's a, min a minivan, and this is my other thing with with Ma. Like I used to do this, like I not even really a character, but I would do it for Sam, and Sam would laugh. Where I'd be like, "I'm a mom." I would do this like dumb broad character, like "I'm yeah. a mom," and I don't want to use anything, you know, with plastic in it because I'm a mom. Or, but um, <laughs> but I do want to say to moms out there, not everyone can pull off the pixie cut. I get why you're getting it. <laughs> Because I've had spit up hands, grab my hair, but you know what I do? I take a shower and I restyle it. Like yeah. I'm just, that pixie cut has yeah. been the death of a lot of people. Like yeah. that is a it's a hard look to pull off. Yeah. Anne Hathaway hasn't been able to for the last three years. No, she's gone into hiding. She's gone into hiding. I do like that Anne Hathaway got the memo that we were sick of Anne Hathaway. <laughs> And she she, really she got it. She she's really like, did. you know what? I don't need an Oscar to fall on my head. I get it. I'm gonna lay low. I'm gonna yeah. She's a cute little husband. She's just like living in New York, yeah. doing her little New York thing. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. She's like, let them hate Gwyneth. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. And do we? And do, <laughs> do we? we ever? <laughs> and do we? Yeah. To announce your your divorce via your lifestyle newsletter. And to coin a phrase, what to is coin it? A phrase. Conscious uncoupling. Conscious uncoupling. Yeah. yeah. That is horrible <laughs> and i don't like the way she breezes into glee and takes all the good songs i'll do happy thanks yeah. i've got i've got it <laughs> thanks i'll fly in you know i broke up with glee a couple seasons ago i i'm still in i understand still in. why i understand yeah. why i like and it when the kids sing i do too and i i i think it was the season before they went to New York is yeah. when I broke up with it. Yeah. And I remember someone I worked with was like, it's pretty good. And I was like, once I'm, I'm a good breaker upper. With like, TV once shows. I'm with people too. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, with people too. That's good. I will delete your number from my phone. That's I will good. do a search of all your emails, delete them all. Like, really? I'm a very good breaker upper. That's yeah. fantastic. It was a, it was a skill I've acquired. Did I wasn't you ever always. Regret, did you ever, Never. like, go back to something and go, I need your phone? number again no because i don't have it no. okay good that's and good this will sound like oh i've I, like i was at 16 like i was at 16 i was a nightmare at 30 i was a nightmare but it was like something in my mid-30s i like figured out like how to oh do it. yeah you figure out how to do it you just radio silence and that's it there you go yeah. well i still like lee i bought leah michelle's solo album i what? love you're it. the only one i like it that girl i think she's probably insufferable 
but I think she's a probably you could remove that you could remove that word out from that. I think she's a terrific singer, and I think she's a good actor, and I think she sings the hell out of all those songs. Mm I buy them on iTunes. No, I like her. Yeah. I like her talent. Yeah, she does yeah. seem insufferable. And she seems to think she's a lot sexier than she is. Yeah, well, she's in, she loves to pose and all yeah, that stuff. that and, duck face. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she doesn't have the face, so she's got to make it up, make up for but it. But she does. Like, she's a beautiful girl. She's yeah. just not, like, waspy looking. Yeah. She looks... Jewish, yeah. like she really, you know, she just she looks, looks Jewish. She looks Jewish. <laughs> I still like that show, though. But um, what other shows are you obsessed with? What are you watching? Oh, Scandal. Okay, I haven't been. You're yet. not on the Scandal train. No, I should maybe hop Get on it. On Scandal. Yeah. Is it a guilty pleasure, or no. you just love it? I just love it. I just, I love it, love it, love it. What's, what do you love? I love it's sort of what I love about like even like a bad Scorsese movie you're kind of like I just love that this guy loves making movies like I just love that and you're just like Shonda Rhimes loves making crazy television yeah the audaciousness she's so and she's so and you feel like it's like sometimes with Glee you're just like what is happening or American Horror Story you're like the person who created this is not in control of its own yeah. material where with her you just they're feel like on, they're on a conference call with Larry Kramer yeah and they don't have time yes, to oversee exactly. the, uh, the Jessica Lange uh, uh, arc. Yeah, he's Ryan Murphy's buying another checkered cap, so he can't, you know, he's got. <laughs> he can't do another script. Pass on he the script. He can't do yeah. another. He can't do a polish. Yeah, he's like if if it's good enough for Tyler Perry, this first draft shooting business, <laughs> it's good enough for me. That's but right. she's very like it's just. I mean, it's bananas. It's like this woman having an affair with the president, but it's also very effortless. Like the acting's really good. There's like a kind of subplot you hate with the Quinn character, and you're just like, just die already. So there's like a like a guilty pleasure. Wait, is Quinn a guy of, or a girl? It's a girl, okay. and her like character now is just like kind of insufferable. But it's a very, it's like one of those shows that it's on Thursday night, you know, and I'm you know I've got a kid now, but on Friday mornings I'm like I'm gonna breastfeed and watch Scandal. I yeah. do that also with Drag Race. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the next day, Tuesday morning, I'm gonna breastfeed and watch some Drag Race. I Although don't this have season's logo not anymore. Amazing. You don't want no me. because I I got Direct TV and I you get you get the package with a lot of stuff and you don't have own or logo. Oh I ha- oh I wonder if I have a you probably are, you're probably up and I might yeah I might have done the more because yeah. we have it that's a bummer I know I, I know, could I'm live a- without own but I couldn't live without I know. And it's like Drag Race is the only thing that logo has. It feels like it's the Drag Race Network. I don't even mm-hmm. know what else they do, but uh, they do like reruns of sitcoms. It's such yeah. a bummer. I know. Um, I did watch house of cards mm-hmm. do you watch that show mm-hmm. i love the first season i by the end of the second season i was hopping off the train i think it thinks it's really good and it's not as good as it thinks it is it's not as good as it thinks it is but it's i also love it because there's like a few shows it's like breaking bad or certain shows that you really have to like sit and watch and you can't like House of Cards, you can like, oh, walk out you know yeah get a sprite come back in yeah. you're not missing much like yeah. You know, it's it's really well shot. The acting's good. And then plus you've got all that weird, creepy Kevin Spacey sexuality, yes. which is worth the price of admission. I know. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing in the first season was where she's like, he's like going down on Kate Martyr on Father's Day. And yeah. I'm just like, I literally, ca- I cannot watch yeah. this anymore. It was so gross. I know. But amazing. Yeah. I, I liked it the first season. I uh, The second season I thought was kind of like. They were all so horrible. They're so horrible. And you don't know if um, 
you want to have power, but it just seems like power for the sake of power. Mm-hmm. Like if you get power, what are you going to do? Yeah. And it just seems like to have too many characters that are that power driven. It's yeah. hard to connect to it. Well, and losing the, what's, I forget what his, the Corey Stahl character. I loved him. Pete Russo. Pete Russo. Pete yeah. Russo. You really need that type of character. Somebody who's sustain. flawed, but that you can kind Honorable. of. Honorable. Yeah. Yeah. You're rooting for that person. Yeah. And they don't really have that version in the. Yeah. I was I was ready for them to come. I'm ready for the the uh, Underwoods to be brought down. Oh, completely. I want that, you know. Completely. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. No, they're gross. They're, they're gross. But I love sort of the Robin Wright icy acting. Oh, I think yes. that's really fun. We haven't seen that in a while. It'd be fun to do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, what you you have a show that's going to be premiering this summer mm-hmm. called Undateable. Yeah, I wrote on a show called Undateable that stars Chris D'Elia, who was on Whitney and is a stand-up, and it was like one of Bill Lawrence's shows. And it's I have m- his number in my phone. You did? Did you interview him? I interviewed him? him for Variety before He's Whitney. really talented. I Yeah, he's a really... I thought he was cool. He seems really cool, and he's really, really talented, and he's just like a TV star. Like, he's like a guy that's going to like, whether it's this show or... I don't know if it'll be this show, only because NBC's kind of airing it in the summer, and right. that does not... But that's not a big vote of confidence to double pump a note to... A, a series in the middle yeah. of the summer but um but it was really fun it was fun to work on a multi-cam which is kind of old school live audience stuff and were you coming up with jokes on the set mm-hmm. okay which is fun you know and the the people we worked with were all comedians too so yeah. you know they would come up with stuff my husband came and watched the taping and you know it's like they do some improv on the set so it'll be you know it's like They'll just like change the punchline of a joke. And my husband was like, oh, I just think it's really impressive how they do that. And I just got like really writerly and was like, you know, like we write it all and they're just changing the joke at the end. He goes, I understand. I still find that impressive. Yeah, I don't think it's that impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, apparently I did not. Yeah. I was like, I just wanted a little bit of credit. I think if I were in that situation and it was like, okay, we need another joke for this moment and you all gather around, I would feel really competitive. Oh, yeah. And also like if I did come up with something, oh, I'm going to keep my job. Or if I didn't, I mean, I would feel in that moment. Oh, you totally do. That Bill that Lawrence something was on the line. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? That Jackie wasn't really coming up with much on the floor tonight. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, he once told a guy that that was a show saver. He's like, "You just saved this, like this episode," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, you're like, you just got the best compliment in the world." And and it is. And, a little but aggressive. you know, the next week that guy's only as good as. Oh yeah. That that, that show saving mm-hmm. isn't gonna last very long. Yeah, you leave a lot of done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very. Very, but it's like benevolently competitive. Yeah. It's not, you know, cutthroat or anything. And, yeah. you know, we like in gen, like it's, in, I was lucky enough that I worked with a good group of people. So you'll like say you were pitching a joke and he didn't hear it. I'd be like, you know, I'd like, I'd be like, Dennis has this really funny. Like you would yeah. even say like, oh, I think we need to pay attention to this person because he or she has something really good. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's But cool. in those situations, you would want to do well. Oh, I, yeah. I, I would totally And that's that when thing. being like loud and brassy yeah. is in your favor. That's you know, awesome. people that are like great writers, but are a little more thoughtful and quiet, you know, and yeah. they do, you know, it's just, that's not their moment to shine necessarily. Yeah. Speaking of the life of a writer, mm-hmm. we're coming up on one year of the Fashion Police Writer Strike. That's the elephant, insane. the elephant on the podcast, also known as the elephant in the podcast. I cannot believe it. That's <laughs> it's crazy to me. Yeah, it's going on a year. Um, will it ever end? I don't think it ever will. I don't think that's it will. such a bummer. I don't Who's think, writing it? I have no idea. I mean, I know like one or two people, and Tony's obviously still there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how they're doing it or what's happening. 
But uh, I don't think they've started the no negotiations, but but I don't think there's a middle. They're not going to meet on it. I don't think that is crazy. Yeah. So, but the weird thing is, we, even before I happened, I had a feeling like I didn't think happen. it was going to be. I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen. I just know that that tension of that was sort of untenable. Like and and um, the the status quo wasn't okay with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it of was. course. And so it was. And like, you were part of the guild. So yeah, you could. You so, didn't have a choice. You know, yeah. if you wanted to work on uh, future guild jobs, there wasn't a lot of choice there. But I remember, like a month before, when things were sort of brewing, this idea that. Oh, if it went away, what a tr you know this job sort of saved my life, and it was mm -hmm. so fearful. But then, as it escalated, and and I I sort of thought more about my beliefs. I wasn't so af afraid oh, yeah. of, of it going away. Oh, of so, course. But what's funny about it is you were Jackie was somebody I confided in because she had worked a little on the show mm -hmm. and is also a writer. And we happened to go to see the Grapes of Wrath at A Noise Within, one of our favorite theater companies. And it was like, we just had dinner, and I told her, I think the strike's going to happen. And That's it's right. It's going to happen, like, this day, and oh, my God, and what's going to happen? And I was nervous about it, and we talked about it. And then we go to see the play, and it's all about the Joad family <laughs> and their struggles <laughs> in they're leaving Oklahoma, and they're going to come to California and try to make it work, and, and they don't have any money and any opportunity, and mm -hmm. think it's a depression and all that stuff. And they're crossing the the country and at one point they're pretending that the dead grandmother in the back is not dead she's yeah. alive they're <laughs> lying to like these people and it's not going well for them and i leaned over to jackie and i go man they never should have left fashion <laughs> i mean oklahoma <laughs> but it was so weird how clearly that story yeah. spoke to me in that moment yeah. and then at the end tom joe's like i'll be there whenever somebody's mm -hmm. like he's talking about standing up for people and being part of like fair treatment of people yeah. and i'll be there whenever somebody's hungry or has a mouth to feed or and i'm thinking i'll be there whenever nicole kidman wears <laughs> the wrong shoe i'm there you know like it was so spooky but anyways you were you were there for that yeah the it's, grapes of wrath moment but it is it's one of those things too because i remember like right around that time like i got hired on a job and i was just like so thankful like oh my god i'm such a like I'm such a piece of shit. They're so, I'm so lucky to have them. And then like you get your confidence and you realize like, oh, I was just in a bad situation and I deserve this. I deserve thing. You know, I deserve, and it's not even like you're asking. You just, I just want to be compensated in a fair way. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. And uh, the other shows on the network, we wanted the same thing that they had on the soup and Chelsea lately. Yeah. It's not like a standard. That's not, there's, it's not like there's, it's without precedent, yeah. but yeah, it's crazy that it's been a year it's kind of like you're like you're having like a fight with like your boyfriend or girlfriend in the car and you're like well just pull over and i'll walk home and then you're like oh he's gonna let me walk home <laughs> yeah, yeah oh yeah. oh okay oh oh that didn't work the way i thought it was yeah. gonna work yeah. oh i'm walking home yeah like, i'm walking <laughs> home but the thing is i thought i i kind of knew i'm gonna be i'm gonna be walking. no you did you you, you knew you were prepared to like yeah. be without a job yeah. writ large writ large yeah and ladies and gentlemen Rit large. Rit large. <laughs> Please welcome Rit large. <laughs> that would be such a funny name, but um, you know, some kind of some. That's a good drag name. I know. Rit large. So at the moment, I'm writing this uh, show for Princess Cruises, and oh well, yeah, I'm doing. I did one last year, mm -hmm. and then I went out on the ship and did it, and then I'm doing another one. It's and which a one is this one? That's the, right. Show. Okay. Mm -hmm. This one's set uh, during a. 
fan appreciation cruise for a show called Love Ahoy. That's great. So it's basically the love boat. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the actor that played Captain Steubing died in a mysterious car accident five years ago, and the show ended. And now it's the reunion cruise. It's the first time they've all gotten back together. But Vicky, who was a teenager then and is now in her 20s, um, is convinced that it wasn't an accident. And she goes into the audience first and says, I, I think one of these people are responsible for the accident, and I need you to help me to figure this out on the panel. And then mm-hmm. they all come in. So there's, the audience is sort of on her side trying to suss out. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that must be fun to write. It's really fun to write. It's really fun to direct. Last time we did it, they're not super professional actors, but yeah. they're outgoing types. Mm-hmm. And they got so into it. They committed so hard. They, they love doing it because it's different than the, everything they do on their yeah. job. And I was just so proud of them. And it was cool to be involved in, like, something that was really creative, really fun for the people involved, pleased the audience, and yeah. it wasn't in Hollywood. It mm-hmm. had nothing to do with... Yeah, it's just putting on a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just putting on a show. And it was not... And then we, I got to go to Italy, so I'm... Yeah. Bury the lead there. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So I'm doing that again this year with the new show. And then when that ends and I come back, then it's, then it's comes, then it's come to Jesus time. Yeah. You know, but I feel like in this industry, it's always come to Jesus time. So, and it's like, it's so funny to me because it's like, it's also like more the rest of the country. Everyone's like a freelancer and no one has permanent, no one is like securing their jobs. Like everyone is like us now, yeah. you know, where we used to be special. Now we're just, you we're know, run of the mill Americans. Another, another scrappy, <laughs> terrified person. But I, whereas the last time I was facing this, I really had worrying and anxiety issues. Yeah. Anyone that listens to comedy has to tell you. This time I'm not, I've gotten, I feel like I'm sick of that version of myself. So I'm not, I've also learned that, that it's not helpful. But I also have just like, I've got the freedom now to create my life the way I want it in terms of the way it looks. I'm going to do this podcast and I've I've written a short film. I'm creatively very Mm -hmm. fulfilled and, and, but it's totally separate from anything that's going to pay money. Yeah. And I have no, have zero faith that those roads will ever cross, but they always cross. But, but I, but I really have no, I've managed my expectations right out out of existence. but they always cross oh i think that's good but they always cross and you just never like you won't know how they cross until 10 years from yeah. now you know but it's like it, you don't get those jobs because like, you've also worked since fashion police yeah i did the breakdown show yeah and yeah. so it's like those jobs will keep coming yeah. and then you'll get the job that's like oh the like thing that you're like yeah. i'm so thrilled you know it's yeah. like creative and like professionally fulfilling you know it's like whether you're doing your own show or something that's like more dreamy but it's like you those things don't happen unless you're doing it. If you're making short films and writing I and th- doing your podcast and like, cause then it, it, you have to do it all. You I have to think there's an energy that you create that feels, um, creative and enthusiastic that can lead to a job. But I don't think anyone's ever going to see something I do and call me in for a new, I feel like what I do creatively and whatever work is, they, if they feel like but they're, they're the on same separate, thing, but they do, but they don't the feel that thing. way. I, I, I'll get a job because I accidentally rescue somebody's dog in a crosswalk, mm-hmm. not because, oh, I read that thing or I saw that thing or but you, so you rec- oh, So you save someone's dog in a crosswalk and then they bring you in and because you have all of these right, things. Right, right. So it's the same thing, though. I know. You know what's so funny feels, about this is we're just, both right. <laughs> we're both right. It's just sometimes you... There's no. no connecting the dots. And luckily, I think I've let go of the need for the dots to connect. Oh, well, and I'm just going to do the stuff that I want. Well, we and at some time, at some point, the check's going to come. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be like, oh, I was just doing all this creative stuff when I should have been what? Going to graduate school for 
No, because you need all of that stuff. Yeah, you need all know. of that stuff. Yeah. And even if you were a chiropractor, you'd be doing a podcast and making sure <laughs> film. Like, it's just, it's who you are. It doesn't, yes. you know what I mean? Like, you need that outlet. Yeah. So you might as well. Might as well do it. You might as well do it. Yeah. And I do believe, because it's like, I've definitely been there. You know, I've definitely had those dark times where I'm like, you know, and I'm from the East Coast and like my family's all there. And I had a year I complained, like, I did not work and i was just like what the fuck am i doing out in la yeah. like i'm so far away from you know like your support system and it was the only thing that kept me sane too it was like i like put up a couple stage shows i like wrote another script right. and it's the only thing that Bully. I mean, of course, you know, my husband would be like, I think I helped a little, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm yeah. hello, husband. Shoulder crying. Yeah, Shoulder exactly. crying. On. You know, my therapist would be like, I think I did a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was too. a little bit on that yeah. mess. But um, what I let go of is what I do is like, I do the stuff because I like to do it. Yeah. And that, that kind of feels like period. I, I know mm -hmm. that it, it creates something and could lead, but I don't really think. I'm just like, I just want to do it. You have to do it. Why are you it? doing yeah. this podcast? Are you going to do it? Are you just going to go on the right? No, I just want to do it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, of course. So there's that. I think that's good, though. But I think it is good to be in that, like, next, you know, it's like while you are, you know, it's like you've got the, the cruise thing, and then you're going to come back and go, all right, what's that next thing? Yeah. You know, because you have to, you know, cash a paycheck and yeah. do all of that. But it's like, yeah, you do feel it. I mean, I was with you. We were in right clubs together. We yes. were both like. Right club for the uninitiated is uh, – when Jackie and I and sometimes Sam just get together in a coffee shop and work and um, it's surprising how much more you get done in that forum than it's if like you would It's like going into an office. Yeah, for mm -hmm. some reason you're, I'm almost embarrassed at how productive I am in those because it's crazy. It's a little crazy. So that's what right. Yeah, is. I'm embarrassed how productive I yeah. am too. I've started a spinoff with a friend in North Hollywood called Hollywood Study Hall. I like study hall for some reason because you're more allowed to have crushes, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can goof off a little more. <laughs> you can goof off a little more at study hall. <laughs> so anyway, maybe we'll do a crossover episode. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, but uh, one thing I have done, which I think is kind of – I'm excited about, is I finally wrote a pilot of my novel, Misadventures in the 213. Oh, you finished it. That's so great. I finished it. I have a draft. And uh, the plan is I think I'm going to do a reading when I come back from uh, the ship and try to make a bit of a splash with it. Because there were a lot of people, industry people, that liked that book that would... I think it's a great idea. Would open, but mm -hmm. um, what's interesting about it is that I think the reason I was able to look at it with fresh eyes is I met a woman through the strike, somebody that I met because of the strike. Uh, I met a woman who's a writer and um, gave her the book, and she really loved it. She's like, this is a TV show. And I said, well, I had a couple of deals with that, and it got all messed up, and I kind of lost the thread. And I, don't, I was kind of hemming and hawing mm -hmm. about all the baggage I had. And I said, I don't really know how to write it. She goes, just start at the beginning. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can just start at the beginning? Because I thought I had to reinvent it. You know yeah. when you look at something so mm -hmm. much, and the, every, every you've been told a lot, and this doesn't work, and that does, and you need to make them this. And what? And I was like, oh, I can just do that. She goes, yeah, just start at the beginning and write it. I was like, that would have angered me. It's like when I'm like, ugh, like, so unhappy with my body. I need to do something. And someone's like, well, why don't you eat less and exercise? I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? Go fuck yourself. Right. How dare you use that language in front of right. me? Like, I know. But the <laughs> weird thing the about it is that it hadn't occurred to me that I can do that in a weird way. It's great. And I got some, because I got some mind fuck around the whole thing. So I'm like, I'm going to do that. And she goes, yeah. you do that and I'll help you. That's great. And I was like, okay, I like it. When somebody does that, I like it. Yeah. And uh, it helps me. And so I did it. It took me a little longer because of the breakdown job. And the funny thing was I finally sent it to her, and I could feel her sort of distancing herself from me a little bit, not in a way that was offensive or anything. It's, mm -hmm. You know, something is going on with her or whatever. And um, she said, I'm, you know, 
congrats on finishing it. I'm sure it's great, like the book. I'm a little bit bogged down with uh, things personally and professionally right now, so if I don't get to it, mm-hmm. she didn't say right away. She just said if I don't get to it. <laughs> but she goes, but you're in good hands, and I'm sure it'll be great. And I'm like, whose hands? There's no hands. Your own hands. <laughs> good hands. You're masturbating right now. <laughs> so you're in good hands for the listeners of the podcast is the new hope to he. It's the new catchphrase of like, you know. We'll do lunch. We'll do lunch. Mm-hmm. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. Not in Next hands. time someone asks me for notes or something, I'm going to be like, yes, it's good. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. <laughs> you know, and I don't. The, the, the weird thing is. If it weren't for her and that moment where she said that, I wouldn't have written it, and I'm ha- I'm so happy yeah. where I'm at. I'm not mm-hmm. bitter about it. I do think You're in Good Hands is hilarious. It's hilarious because yeah. it is such a, like, and you know that she was either, she either wrote it really fast and didn't think, and, or was, like, asked, like, a friend to come over and was like, Carol, can you look at this email I'm sending? Does this make any sense? Yeah. Carol's like, no. And she's like, I'm going to send it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to send it anyway. You know, so there we go. I'm in good hands. You are in good hands, yeah. though. Because you just needed someone to give you permission to just. To look to, at it that way. To look at it that way. To, to let it be what it is. And I changed a few things here and there. But mm-hmm. if, without uh, approaching it as like, I've got this, I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Was was a breakthrough for me. Yeah, because it is. If it has been like developed a couple of times and you're like, what do I, does it have to be brand new? Yeah. Or this and they have to reinvent the wheel. And it's like, no, it can be. It can just be what it is with you as a writer in this stage of your, you know, yeah. you're a different writer now. And it, and the interesting thing about the script that I ended up with is it was really informed by things that happened in recent years mm-hmm. in, my, in terms of my exposure to people who are famous and what that's like. That's and great. Can you, so it's already different. It's already different and it's enriched. So oh, I'm so excited. That's the thing I'm kind of most excited about something maybe happening with. But um, now back in the day when I used to do a lot of journalism, I had a sheet of questions that I would bring to every interview and they were sort of. Um, these random questions that I found over the years got good anecdotes out of people. They mm-hmm. were sort of quirky and fun, and and I could almost get always got something good out of it that I could use. So I I wrote all of those questions on cards, and I made a deck of cards. So and many. I need to come up with a name for the deck of cards. But anyway, before the podcast began, Jackie picked a few cards, mm-hmm. and I told her to narrow it down and pick a few that you think you could talk about. Uh-huh. So this is from the the deck of Dennis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to stick. I that's like a, it. You, the okay. deck of Dennis. Decadence. 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 Yeah, the decadence. The decadence deck. I don't know. So um, what questions did you pick? I picked, um, where's the weirdest place you've ever seen your own image? And then how did you learn the facts of life? All right. So do you want to talk about both of them or one of them? Do you have anything? Okay. Well, Well, where do you, where do you find your own image? I, you know, with actors and stuff, they always see themselves like I was on a, you know, a TV in a bar in deep Vietnam and it was so mm -hmm. weird. You know, like they often have those stories. Well, when I, my husband's in the other room, and so when I read this out loud, he was actually texting me. He's like, tell this story. And oh, really? I was like, he, yes. Listen, he wow. People are already, it's already, a, there's buzz. There's, there's buzz. buzz. There's buzz. already buzz. There's buzz about this bucket. I can't believe it. And I was like, oh, I was, I was going to tell this story. So when I, I lived in New York when I met Sam. Yeah. I guess it was 08. And. I was uh, like, like you said, like performer, writer, like, and especially in New York, it was like a little like catch as catch can. Like I definitely like I wrote for weird like VH1 shows or, um, you know, I do commercials or like get like a really small part in a Comedy Central thing. And I taught improv and all that. But when I met Sam, I had just started doing I perform at UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, which is in New York and L.A. And I had just started doing this like probably like the best commercials I had ever done in terms of just like they were on all the time. They were on during sports all the time. It was these like Holiday Inn or Holiday Inn Express commercials. What so, did you play? I just it was like 
I forget his name. There's like a relatively famous character actor, and it was like a like he was giving a class, and I was um, one of the students in the class. Um, and so I, um, you know, I meet Sam, and we meet online. So he doesn't know anything about me, and he was like, "Oh, what do you do?" You know, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm an actress and a writer." And he was just like in his head, he's like, "Waitress," you know. Yeah. And then he starts seeing me in commercials all the time. And um, so he's just like, oh, like, I'm like, I'm like, he's like, you're all over the place. Like, you're so successful. I'm like, I, it's just a little like you're just seeing me a lot because of this one weird campaign. Like, I don't book that much, whatever. And then while we were dating, it was as if the universe was just like conspiring to make Sam think I'm cooler than I am. That's amazing. And so like kind of like the pinnacle of it was we were at a concert. We were in Prospect Park in Brooklyn and Bob Dylan was giving a concert and Sam managed to get tickets. And we went and we were leaving the concert. And we're leaving a Bob Dylan concert, right? And we're leaving a concert, and like two or three people as we're leaving, we're like, Jackie Clark! <laughs> Jackie Clark! <laughs> Jackie Clark! And I was like, what is... And it was from UCB. It was like literally from like my improv shows, right. which is like a hundred people go to. It's yeah. not like... And Sam was just like, what is going on? And I'm like, I cannot emphasize enough how unfamous I am, how right. random this is, but it really did feel like the universe was just like trying to nudge him more into like... Like, it was just really funny to me that like at that moment like try to impress this guy like yes. the universe was like i'll help you impress that guy and was did he find it impressive oh my god he was blown away by it. he yeah, literally was because i know some me. people would be weirded out by it or would make them he loved it that's awesome yeah he absolutely loved it he thought it was like totally charming and he's like this is so cool that is like one of the i mean there's amazing many many amazing things about him but like he is definitely a guy that when people have good news especially me he is just like hardcore happy for doesn't people. make it about him no does not make it about him he can That's still awesome. have yeah it's an incredible quality and it's like you know it's like anything it's like you know he struggles with his own you know stuff and he's writing and you know why you know you guys right. talk about it at right club and, and all of that but it's like he can completely put stuff aside i'm not great at that he can really put everything aside and just be so genuinely happy for people and their hard work right yeah i think it's hard to to be that way but I think I have gotten like if I read somebody's done something I'm like that's their thing it doesn't mind yeah. you know you try I think I've gotten better about it's also that, easier though. when you think that people deserve it not that we're the judges of that but right. sometimes you see people and you're like why do you have you know especially like when you're like I don't know you, you don't think someone's as talented or as a harder worker and then you're like you just remind yourself like careers are long and you yeah. know everyone has ups and downs and they're just on an up and they'll have to have a down just because that's how careers work I mean yeah. look at John Travolta I know. <laughs> up, down, up, down. Up, down. Adele Nazim <laughs> happened. That was incredible. That was so good. It was so good. I couldn't stop. Because I had literally, I think I, I, yeah, I had just given birth like five days before. So I didn't watch them live. But the next day I was like, oh, I want to see like what happened on the Oscars. And I was like, oh, I have to watch this YouTube clip. It was incredible. It was unbelievable. <laughs> can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it was worth the price of admission. And now she's on Broadway in that show. I was mm -hmm. just in New York and I saw a few shows, but I think oh, I'm going to talk about that with Danny on it. Okay. Oh podcast. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's perfect for that because he saw the same shows. Oh, he did. He did. Aww. Well, I'm gonna, I saw Rocky the musical. I will go into it in depth. And did you see podcast. If Then? No, you didn't. I didn't. Mm -hmm. No, but there were so many shows opening that I wanted to see. What else did you see? Uh, I saw A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, was which was good? sophisticated, fun. Mm -hmm. Loved it. And I saw Disaster, which Jack Plotnick and oh, Seth yes, did. That's yes, the yes, main yes. reason I went out there, because it was about to close and I wanted to see it. Was it great? It was fun. It was super campy and fun and I, clever. That's one of the things I miss about New York, was I used to always see Seth Rudusky's shows. Yeah. And 
actually Casey Wilson, who was Penny on Happy yeah, Endings, like admits that she stole a mob thing from Saturday Oh, she owns it? <laughs> yeah. That's She's good. like, I think I stole that from it. Because it's like, you just see something you like, and then you start using yeah. it. And then you realize, like, oh, I've been using this on a TV show. And I probably, you know, I'm sure he would be very flattered. But yeah, he is. He's so talented. Now, what's the second question you picked? So how did I learn the facts of life? So I... um my mom passed when I was little, so my dad, my, I was raised like largely by my dad. I had a stepmom, but my dad sort of did most of the parenting. So he, t- like, I remember, co- like, actually, he was very cool about the pat facts of life with me. I remember coming home from school and. How old would you have been? Probably like eight or so. Yeah. And he was like, come here, I want to talk to you. And he, like, sat me down and talked to me, and everything was, like, totally normal. And so he had told me, I have an older brother and a younger sister. So the story sort of skews towards my sister. So, you know, I was like, all right, that all sounds good, you know. And then my sister's only a year younger than me. So I think the next year he was like, I've told my, you know, I've told my son about the facts of life. told my first daughter about the facts of life. This is so easy. I'm going to tell, you know, my daughter Allie about the facts of life. So he said he was, like, going to shake it up a little. And he's like, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> but ain't broke. <laughs> but ain't broke. So he started He started off with a Q&A. <laughs> Apparently, he started off with a Q&A rather than, like, end with the Q&A. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to tell you about the facts of life. You know, do you, um, do you have any questions? And my sister just goes, yeah, what's rape? <laughs> <laughs> and my dad just goes, ask your sister. Never told her the facts of life. She never got the full talk. Never, never got the full talk. Wow. Never got the full talk. Although we did get a like, um, like seventies looking, like with pencil drawings, like um, book about like sex and stuff. And it was like so gross because it's like you know you're like twelve or whatever when you get this. And the people in it look so ancient. They're probably like my age now, but they look <laughs> so ancient and hairy and gross. And you're like, you don't, you're just so gross. You don't deserve to be having sex. But my dad edited the book like with a red pen. That's amazing. Yeah. He would like put in his own little The best notes. part. <laughs> he was- Overrated. Overrated. Yeah. Never do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on, t- not on the first day. And then, like... What did he write in it? He There was a whole part about homosexuality, and he wrote, like, and it was like, homosexuality is normal, and my dad put, like, a little arrow and wrote, not normal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, you know, my little... <laughs> oh, my God. It was pretty hardcore. So I was, you know, my little self, and I was, you know, I was, like, 12 or 13, and I was like, Daddy, I think this is offensive. And he, and he just, like, you berated me with logic he's like it is not the norm only one out of ten people are homosexual so that is not the norm there's nothing offensive about this and i was just like you're exhausting me you know yeah. but it was a very you know yeah see if you get invited to the 28 gay shows i'm gonna do the first year <laughs> i start performing you will not appreciate showgirls when i do it in 20 years <laughs> yeah, exactly. wow mm-hmm. it's amazing i think the caricature is that a lot of times parents go to talk about that and then one weird thing comes up like what's rape and they shut down they shut down they don't go like well, hold on a second. Let's back. Yeah. They they leave the room. Like, yeah. They steal themselves up for it. Mm-hmm. It goes south, and they're out. Yeah, they're not flexible. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think about being a parent very much, or if I would be good or bad or whatever. But when I do, I think about I would try to to talk to them about sex in a weird way. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything. I think you have to. I grew up, you know. I think you have to. The thing about me, Sam and I talk about this all the time, like our like kind of like guiding principles as parents. And again, we're only, you know, seven weeks into this. Who knows how, how yeah. talk you've to already had years. the facts of life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird when you, he puked when you brought up that one thing. Exactly. That's so, 
here, Hugo. <laughs> but um, but it's like to always remember what it was like to be a kid. Like I remember complaining to my dad. You know, I'd be like twelve, and I'd be like, I have this pimple, and this boy doesn't like me, and he would be like, I have real problems. My wife died, and I have a mortgage, and I'd be like, I'm twelve, motherfucker. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave yeah. me alone. These are real problems to yeah. me. Like I shouldn't be worrying about the mortgage, and yeah, that really drives me crazy. It's like when kids become the parents. Yeah, don't or, give oh, me your God. Willie Loman shit. <laughs> You know, oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I'm in Sweet Valley High. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. you I'm know, not I'm not there yet. And something we talk about constantly is trying to remember. I think it's also why it like makes me feel makes things easier with him because if he's like screaming bloody murder, I'm like, well, that's your that's your only way to communicate. Like that's what you're supposed to be doing. So I have to. It's my job to figure it out, and either will or won't. You know. Yeah. It's easier to do now when my husband's holding my child and not three in the morning and he's crying, you know, but it's like, that's what I'm like. We try to do yeah. is think about like, okay, what was it like when you were a kid? You know, it yeah. sucks. Now, when do you plan to go back to work? I think June-ish. I'm still, because awesome. Undateable is starting so late, we won't know. It would be nice to go back to that show, but I just don't think it's possible. I don't, I don't, I think everything will be picked up before we know if that's going to get a second season or not, right. which is a bummer. So y you can get another job. You don't have to wait around for I that. I think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I know that the Writers Guild was doing the new negotiations with the studios for the new contract. Yeah. And part of what they really went in there about was those weird things where you'll work on six episodes and then be tied up for a year and can't yeah. work and so and most people i found are you know not that i've had uh, such a long career as a writer you know as a tv writer but and most people feel very much like they want you to work and make money for your family and yeah they don't want to tie you down that's good yeah because it was sort of going to happen with happy endings they didn't know about it and it was like they were just like we can't let people we can't prevent people from working so everyone was released from their contracts yeah was that job as fun to work on as it was to watch more fun like as fun as it was to watch it was more fun to work there it was such a dream like such a collab and it was like my first job and like yeah. i like i was working there with my friend gil who i'd known for years so that was like really special and i knew some of the cast which was really special like it just felt like i was in this like warm cocoon of you know love and like david cask and jonathan groff who who ran it are just like the nicest guys. Like it was a really great, I've been very lucky in that and I'm dateable just working with excellent people. But That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Well, the fun thing too about Happy Endings was it was like we would do a stage show at UCB and it was like all the actors and me and Gil would be like, well, we're going to do a bit too. Like how presumptuous of us. <laughs> like who wants to watch writers up there, you know? But, um, but it was always, it was just fun. Everyone was really, really nice and, and it was such a joke-driven show that it was, like, a really fun – like, being in the joke room was, like, a really fun place to be and, like, always pitching your jokes and being so – like, I would watch it with Sam and, like, pause and be like, I, I wrote that joke. Yeah, or, that's so, me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I remember when you found out that it got canceled. Mm -hmm. We were in the car. We, were, we did a writer, uh, yoga retreat yep. almost a year ago yeah. in May and for with a weekend – with my favorite yoga teacher, Jake, and you had never taken Jake's class before, but you're like, I'll go on a retreat. I know. He thought it was so weird. But that, I mean, like, cool weird. But Yeah, but like, it was kind of like, you're just going to go on a, a weekend retreat with a teacher you've never taken from, yeah, practiced with. Practiced with, yeah. Yeah. But, but it was so great. It was super great, because I was still in the throes of the strike aftermath, and namaste, namaste, mm -hmm. and then you just found out <laughs> that your show got canceled, 
in the car ride down there on via text yeah. or something. Yeah, I remember feeling so bad because I was like on my phone the whole time. I'm like, ugh. I, I don't like remember thinking those. that. We stopped for enough snacks. It was fine. Oh, yeah, we went to Dairy Queen. We went to Dairy Queen. That was delicious. They treat you right. They did. It was scrumptious. You always get the like tiny one. You're so good at stuff like the, that. The, the uh, you get like a child size blizzard. Well, back in the day, I could put away a giant blizzard and then. I don't have them very much. And then the last few times, it's like, it just, it's a lot. Maybe I'm that. I'll, this, these are things I'll never say. <laughs> That's too much for me. Like, yeah. I, I wish I could be like, oh, it's too much food. Or like, oh, I don't want to sit. Like, I'll always take a seat yeah. instead of stand. And I'll always eat. It. Like, if you put enough food, like, I, I, like, if you put a little bit on my plate, I'll eat that. And yeah. if you put 10 times that, I'll eat that. Well, I don't like people who are like with chocolate. Oh, it's too rich. I can't. <sighs> I just have a little. No, I'm not that. But somehow with blizzards, you know, I think I'm very impressed. That's yeah, all you need uh, to know. I'm whatever. very impressed. Yeah, yeah. But that was a fun retreat. It was great. It yeah. was really great. And really, it was nice, too, to be like to get that bad news and just be like, I'm just because remember that day we did three classes. Yeah. We did the handstand workshop. The handstand workshop. Yeah. And you just slept so well at night. You're just physically so tired. The thing I couldn't believe was how hard those guys partied. Yeah. They like brought all this wine and yeah. had these like punch, and I was just like, I don't want to. I just want to go to bed. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And the food was really good. Yeah, it was yummy. Yeah, that was good times. That was, was a year fun. ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. And now I have a baby. Now you have a baby. I told Jake I was like, I think we stirred some stuff up because it would have been right after that. Yeah, right after. That's yeah, because I think yeah, it was like conceived in like late May or something. So it was literally right after. Yeah. It was funny because I re- looking back the moment I realized I was pregnant, but it was only. 2020 uh after you know after the fact was at work my first day of undateable it was like say your name and a fun fact about yourself and I was like my fun fact was I could do a handstand and they were like do it and I did a handstand I remember coming up and being like I am so dizzy (laughs) why am I so dizzy and it's because I was pregnant you did a handstand in the writer's room Mm -hmm. wow that's just the kind of girl I I listen to this podcast John August does uh with Craig Mazin about script writing screenwriting and he was talking about how he one of his first jobs was he wrote how to eat fried worms, oh, and okay. he took worms in with him to the first pitch. Oh, that's cute! He brought them in and said, "You know, that's a cool gamble if it pays off." Yeah. If you don't get the job, I think you're like, I can't believe I brought like that would be like. You like look at your hands days later, and the mud has still not gotten <laughs> out of your fingernails, and you're like, "What did I do that for?" What I like is like this is what I like to imagine is you don't get the job and you kill the worms. <laughs> you literally go out in your backyard and you crush them. You get like a magnifying glass and, <laughs> and fry the bomb. Oh man, when I was a kid, we used to do stuff with lizards that I am not proud of. You were a boy. Yeah, we would put one in the middle of a hose, <laughs> and then turn on the water. <laughs> I when I go to the next life, there's going to be some, <laughs> some lizards sitting there, a couple of lizards, maybe not a bunch, but a handful sitting there with their arms folded. Like that, that. My sister, we had a cat, and this was like her most favorite animal. But she would do a thing where she would take the cat, throw it so it hit the ceiling, and watch it splat on the floor and run away. And it was more like, isn't this amazing? This cat can do that. And then looking back, you're like, you're really hurting that cat. That's you know, horrible. Yeah, it's a little yeah but you're kids i know but that's hilarious i don't see you as that kind of like little mischievous kid that's I adorable think i'm gonna just blame peer pressure maybe <laughs> you know if my parents had, had had a talk for me with me about sex maybe i wouldn't have tortured the lizards no did you ever think about that yeah 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 that sounds about right all of that so how did you figure out about sex then i um Oh, I, my my cousin Milo told me once in the pool, in our backyard pool, <laughs> and I didn't believe him. I thought it was preposterous. 
I was not having it. And so I, I, for all intents and purposes, didn't learn it, didn't take it in. I thought I, I, you know, just as well have been telling me about that, that evolution's real or something like that. Like global warming's <laughs> a real man-made thing. So it took my another neighbor, my friend John Guttery, to tell me while we were on our tandem bike. We had a tandem bike. It was very popular in the neighborhood. That's and uh, we were on a bicycle built for two, and he laid it out. And I was like, wow, this theory is collecting some you know, there's more people that, yeah. are, that are onto this. It does seem preposterous the first time you hear it. Then there was a period of time that I thought that that it might have been, um, intercourse might have happened in the butt for the woman. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I had seen one dirty playing card where a woman had uh, a toy pressed up against that area. And I was like, <laughs> maybe that's how it works. I had well, a, I think little boys, they because they are only used to butts and penises, they call it like a front butt for a long yeah, time. Yeah, front butt. So, front butt. yeah. But I was, and I also remember feeling super guilty about when I when I discovered masturbation and feeling so guilty about That's it for a, a long time because I was a Mormon kid. Yeah, I mean, even though my family wasn't super Mormon, that was kind of how I identified. And I, I remember thinking in my head, it's the only thing I'm doing wrong. It's Ugh. my only thing. It's and so I, sad. I, I, that is a bummer. I spent a, a lot of time feeling bad about it. Luckily, I've made I've made up for it considerably. <laughs> this morning, in fact, but. Um, <laughs> I also remember one night being so guilt-ridden and thinking, I'm going to tell my mom. I'm going to tell my mom. I'm going to confess. And I remember I couldn't sleep, and I went up, and she was, like, watching TV still, and I was sitting in the rec- the, si- the thing, and I was going to tell her, and I was going to tell her, and then I decided not to tell her, yeah, and I move. went back to bed. And I'm so glad I didn't tell yeah. her. Because she would have been, like, that would have been the rape moment, and she would have it would have been bad. It's so, because I was raised Catholic, too, which is another, like, religion steeped in guilt. And it, it's, like, the drive to masturbate is so strong at that age. <laughs> and it's just, like, you're just, like, I'm the worst person in the it's world. It's so uh, wrong. Like, it's that, so wrong. if I, I want to have a kid just so I can let him jack off to his heart's content. Well, and it's just, like, That's my so, big reason. Oh, I think that's. <laughs> what do you mean you get, you want to go to college? Yeah. I am out. I can't help you there. But I let you beat it. And I hope you never felt bad about it, ever. So, That's a gift. Yeah, so get some student loans. That's a gift. Well, it's, and put that thing away. My sister just came across this thing because she lives in the house we grew up in. My dad gave her, only her, a sex book called The Pictorial Guide to Venereal Disease. Wow. <laughs> it was just pictures of people with horrible stages of, like, very, like, close-up pictures of people with, like, like raging syphilis or chlamydia. And he's like, that was a scare tactic, yeah, clearly. Huge. And, but it was only to my sister. He didn't even like pretend the thir- to be the, like, the rape sister. The rape sister. She really got I know. the worst stuff. She got the worst of it. She really did. She got the, it was like that, that, that typical thing of like the, like the three kids. It was like that third kid, like her baby book has like one picture in it, yeah. you know? Cause we talk about that. We were like, should we have another kid? And it's like, I don't know. We are. It's already hard. You know, I'm like, you don't want that because the baby book is like a really big, just like it's like a it's a symbol of how much attention your parents paid you. Like my brother's is so full. Mine is pretty full. My sister's maybe yeah. two things in it. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you guys just ran out of steam. You know, you ran out of steam. Mm-hmm. How are you doing with Hugo's like pictures and stuff? Do you love taking pictures of him? Do you love well, especially having a phone? You're just like, yes, yeah. we take thousands of pictures of him now what about posting about him and stuff we don't really do tons of posting like i have yeah. to sort of figure out like a private because i'm like i just i don't know yeah 
I want to find like a private way to share it with like family and friends yeah. and stuff. But yeah, and you don't want to overload them because you want to. No, you want to keep like the really cute moments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we're doing a thing too where it's like every month we're taking a picture of him to see how he grows in the first that's year. Cool. So even like that seems to be plenty that's, for people. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because you do risk the thing of being like. Think your kid you're is crying cuter. wolf with your cuteness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. We'll let you know. It's nice too because I've had a couple of friends being like, what, "What is your camera broken? We get no pictures." And I'm like, "Okay, good." I like that people That's want perfect. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. nice rather than calm down. Like you don't want you to open up Facebook and be like, "Okay, there's a thousand babies on my feed." Yeah. You know. Or that other thing when you meet somebody new that you're kind of like, and you go to their Facebook and it's a bunch of pictures of their cat, like yeah. a million, like. Which I get, but, like, the picture, it's the overload. It's too much. Well, and that, like, live out loud on Facebook thing is something that I'm, like, whoa. Whoa. I love it. I love it because why would I – I would look at that instead of write, but I do not want it for myself. Or, or the people that have existential crises on Facebook. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, That's totally. And, like, every so often someone will have, like, a post where they'll be, like, you know, it's, like, their the anniversary of their grandfather's death and they want to do something. Yeah. But like, that, I think, is always really nice with the people that are just absolutely living out loud. Going you know? through it. Going through it. Like, we're their therapist. You know? And the people are so nice in the comments. Like, you'll get through it. And, and I'm just, like... You're feeding into their demon, like I, I don't. I don't tend to chime in either way. No, I don't. On those, I I've don't even. I don't even read. I don't even click on the more to get more. Do you know what I mean? When it yeah. starts a comment, and anytime you have to click on more, you know it's a bad sign. <laughs> it's a bad sign. And I also am obsessed with the people who are like, I've decided I'm going to leave Facebook, and they make a big proclamation about it, and you know I've decided it's da 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 da, whatever mm -hmm. it is, and I'm out. And then two weeks later, they're right back there. <laughs> they're back. They're jonesing for <laughs> they're it. They're jonesing for it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Look who is. I think there's a Hugo who's a little hungry. I know. So <laughs> is that your time? Are you? I think it may be. All right. Well, I we're. Think I, I think we're nearly to the end of the thing. Okay, good. This was our first podcast. I loved it. It was good. You were delightful. I knew Aww, you would be. Oh, you're so sweet. It was I, so fun. I know. So um, hopefully we'll do more of these. I'm trying to find my way with it where it's kind of like stuff that you would have heard on the comedy couch, if you know, from mm -hmm. me at least. And if Tony's available to do this, he'll pop in. So oh, we'll I keep those that. comedy couch people something. And um, and also, I miss talking to people. I miss interviewing people because I so like good that. At it. I like it though. Yeah. I miss it. It's mm -hmm. not like it was a gig I had for a while. And I also think people, um, especially with celebrities, the interviews are awful. I hate interviews. I feel like somebody when you have a chance to talk to somebody it's a great opportunity mm -hmm. to get something from them that you can well those like old like dick cavett or like where it's just like felt like two people were having a conversation are the best and there are a lot of people in the business who interview people for a living who don't like it talk show hosts most of them aren't curious yeah don't want to know anything or mm -hmm. Ugh, i have to ask her something about the stupid movie yeah like i i feel like it's an opportunity yeah i like it i like the uh, opportunity so hopefully i'll be able to get some fun people and um and i also think everyone's got a story oh totally yeah. i agree i think everyone's got a story and everyone's yeah. secretly funny yeah and i'm gonna leave with a bombshell here because i had an interesting date the other night <gasps> the first Ooh, date fun. but here's the a dentist from El Salvador. Oh, I love it. Because I've always thought, recently I've thought this in the last few years, if I if I meet somebody or have a love affair, that it might be somebody from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. Like somebody 
who's not like me or, you, you know, somebody, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would happen more than that. We were raised the same. We watched the t- same mm-hmm. TV shows with da, 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 da. I think I'm more likely to go for somebody from a culturally different place. I think that's so cool. I don't know why. Well, it's like where you're, it's also where like you're being pulled. Yeah, I think so. I also think there's something about how, you know, how men and women are very different in mm-hmm. certain ways. You can be in a relationship and if there's some kind of bump, you can go, well, that's that part of being female that I don't understand and it's fine. Yeah. I don't need to know everything about it. And maybe I could just go, you know what? That's his El Salvador I thing. I think that's smart. That's right? a really good observation. Yeah. I feel like when you're both uh, gay men, there's a lot of that stuff that. Yeah. You're overla- like similar age and similar cultural background and stuff. Yeah. I think that's smart. Kurt and Blaine are dealing with this now on Glee. Oh, which I like you broke up with it. They, they did. Mm-hmm. They they broke up because Kurt started kind of getting in shape, and Blaine was like feeling threatened that he's not the Blaine of the the thing anymore. Yeah, that's a cute. That's I a mean, cute that's story. the storyline. Mm-hmm. My eyes still go to Blaine. Let's yeah, face it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a scene where he was eating the freshman fifteen in New York, and they were trying to make him look fat, and so they were telling him to pooch out his belly and try to get into his jeans. He's still he's adorable. He, you can't. He's adorable. It's too much. Yeah, it's I remember when much. he came on Glee, and I was like, "Wow, that kid's a star!" Like, he is just so talented and just yeah. such a like. Bruno Marzi, like yeah. his eyes are drawn to him. And he's really game and he's really good at playing in love. Yeah, like, he, he seems is. like That's he's in point. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. Well, I'm happy for your date. Thank you for well, having me you on know, your podcast. It was, uh, thank you, Jackie. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to have a Facebook page, Dennis Anyone on Facebook, like us. Um, and uh, I'll tell you more stuff to do later when I know what it is. <laughs> this was our trial balloon. It was good. You're, it was good, right? Yeah. I think it was good. Thank you, Jackie. And thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you later. Oh, wait. Should I bring back the theme song? Yeah, but you have to fade it back up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try this again. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It's worth it. This is worth it. And fade. I faded it manually. <laughs> <laughs>